welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, you can get more information to do not listen to this podcast.com. Just remember uh, from supporting the podcast, 50% of the money that we get from you goes to feeding stray cats and dogs. And the other 50% cent goes, uh, 50 goes to covering the podcast. Um, I have a great guest with me today representing uh, people in their 50s looking for a job search. And please introduce yourself. Hi, good morning. Roger, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to address this topic. Uh, great, um, great to have you. Great to have you. Mm -hmm. And just for the people listening, this is take two because I forgot to record. Uh, but the first uh, interview was fantastic. Right? Well, I will do my best. You were great. To make it even more fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> So tell them so, who you are and what you're looking for. Okay. My name is Susan Henning. Um, I am a female barely in my 50s, like just barely. And I found out very recently that I had been let go from my employer. Um, it was a little soul crushing because I had been looking for a job for a couple of years after my family transferred from the U.S. for a job transfer from the U.S. to Canada and I think that the hardest part was knowing that I, I was authorized to have a work permit to work in Canada. And of course, I can work in the U.S. as well. Right. Um, seemingly to me, increasing my job pool opportunities only to find out that that definitely was not the case. Right. Unfortunately. One of the things that I was interested in having you on the show for was your job search is just starting this week. Yes. Because, and this is what we have been waiting to see the second round of layoffs. The, you know, everybody that's in that pipeline of looking for work since, you know, February, March of last year, that's one group. Now there's a new group coming in of people who, because companies will downsize and they will cut. And uh, you're in this group. So what's, first of all, what's it feel like? And let's talk a little bit about what it's like looking for work as a, as a woman, because I think that um, men make the mistake of thinking that they can understand what that's like. And there's no way we can understand what that's like. So Agreed. go with that. Looking for a job as a female at my age presents uh, perhaps some different challenges than you would have in your twenties or thirties or possibly even forties. As far as looking for a job, I feel like those age groups, um, the challenges really presented to them are employers thinking, well, are they going to take maternity leave? Are they going to take maternity leave and then decide not to return to the company? Now, whereas in my 50s, early 50s, as I mentioned, like <laughs> barely, I, I can't emphasize that enough. Mm -hmm. um, that's not an issue for me. Right. However, I feel like them employers knowing that my knowing my age group tend to think, well, you know, she's experienced and is she going to want more? And maybe she's going to retire earlier if her husband retires. You're bringing up a really interesting, you're bringing up something really interesting, which is how when somebody's interviewing somebody, they start to create a story for the person. 
without ever asking that person the story. And that's right. so rooted in their bias, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in, cro- in cross-cultural work, we know search for similarity is the thing that kills everybody. It's the, it's the main thing that you have to understand. Hey, I can't just look to work with people that remind me of me or are like me or make me feel safe. I have to expand that. Um, so I think right. you're bringing up, you're bringing up a, a really interesting point. And what do you feel about the challenges are when it comes to compensation? Well, clearly somebody who has more experience, you know, they're, they're not fresh out of college or university. They're not thinking, hey, this company's got a stocked beer fridge. Awesome. Free booze. This right. is great. Or if they are um, thinking that way, there's a problem. Oh, sure. They, well, yeah. <laughs> well, <Free booze. laughs> probably. Maybe it's just like Ohio State people. I we, don't know. We should have. Yeah. You, I, I, in the, in the uh, previously recorded episode, I said, I don't know if I can go forward with this because I just found out she went to Ohio State. <laughs> I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And I went to Ohio University, but I've worked through that. I've worked through all of my issues. I, I'm, I'm fine. Years with of helping. therapy. I'm fine with <laughs> helping somebody from Ohio State to try to land Thank a job. You. Thank you. <laughs> so so talk, talk about what you, what kind of job would you want? What are you looking for? My background has been sort of on the fringe of healthcare. Um, mostly like healthcare technology, healthcare um, advertising, which are actually a little more closely related than you might think. Sure. Uh, I had close to 10 years of experience in, in healthcare advertising, which I loved. Right. And then I've also had a couple of years, even prior to my now really freshly last job, um, working in, in healthcare uh, technology as well. I love the healthcare space. Right. I think generally it's a good place to be. Unfortunately, in my previous job, our clients were higher education institutions. And unfortunately, because of the current situation, higher education institutions are taking an absolute beating. That's all wiped so, out. Yeah, what, but what, it's what always your, hard for them to come by anyway. What was your favorite um, advertising? You said healthcare advertising, you loved it. Um, what was your favorite campaign that you worked on? Um, I really don't want to name names, but okay. um, I really do it, do it in a general way. You can without, sure. Well, yeah, sure. I really enjoyed working with large healthcare systems that okay. were looking at branding themselves or even rebranding, right? Uh, because there were different facets facets to a branding campaign. I mean, it wasn't just getting their name out there. It was also at the same time trying to appeal to physicians like, Mm -hmm. hey, we care. And that's why we're branding ourselves and our employees are happy and they want to be here and they're jazzed about branding as well. Um, The company cares enough or the healthcare system cares enough to get out there and put their name out there. So that I did work with a large health system on the West Coast, who's probably been since gobbled up by another healthcare system. It's hard to keep track anymore. Right. 
Um, I did work with them on a rebranding campaign. I found it extremely interesting just kind of doing some research into why healthcare systems want to do rebranding, especially ones that are still pretty well known. Right. Um, and what so did you find? What did you they, find? What was the reason they wanted to do that? Well, I think the healthcare landscape is always changing. Right. It does become extremely competitive. Um, there are a couple of probably, I don't know, a few healthcare systems on the West Coast mm -hmm. that are extremely competitive. And I often wonder what, who's going to be the last man standing there. Right. Um, so I think, you know, as far as that, they, they, they felt the need to get their name out there. Now, I want to add that the healthcare advertising I was working in was at a scholarly publication. This, gotcha. so this wasn't consumer advertising. This right, was, but still, you, you enjoyed that. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. Because if you can do, the truth of the matter is, if you can do advertising for healthcare or marketing for healthcare or sales for healthcare, you can pretty much do it for any industry. I think that sales in a nutshell, though, I mean, if you have the sales skills, that's mm -hmm. great because sometimes those skills cannot be taught. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. You either have them um, or you don't. Right. Perhaps it's not that black and white, but learning the product is really the key thing. Right. And accumulating product knowledge is way easier than trying to learn these sales skills. Right. So, and as a salesperson, we're a dime a dozen. However, right. those who can learn product and ramp up quickly, not so much. Right. Now, so you're fresh into this and you decided that you're going to hit the ground running um, for searching for the new job. Explain a little bit about why that's the choice you're making. After my family and I moved to Canada, I essentially had a two-year, if you want to call it sabbatical, I'd call it maybe more of a forced sabbatical because it wasn't my plan right. to have two years off. Um, it was literally the issue was finding a job, which was a brand new concept to me. I never had a problem finding a job. Right. But again, I hadn't done it for 10 years right. and I was in a different decade of my life. Right. So I was more, I guess, more of a valued commodity at that time. Gotcha. Um, getting to be a little older, not as much. Right. So I want to hit the ground running because winter's coming. Mm -hmm. I, I certainly don't want to be sitting around on right. a cold, gray, yucky day. Right, right. Not being able to really go anywhere because things are shut down right. without without really having anything to do. Yes, of course I can expand my skill set and learn right. new things. That's fine, but of right. course it's great to make money. I'm a salesperson. Right. I'm a money motivated person. So, so are you, have you thought? Is there any um, consideration of starting your own business at all because you do have sales as a skill or? Mm -hmm. Is that, is that even briefly, in the picture? Or? I had briefly given that some thought. Um, however, since this, my current situation is so new, right. I haven't really had time to, I guess, put together a real plan other than right. I know that I do want to find something else. Right. Well, look, the good news is if you're open to both, I think I always like to tell people, especially at a certain age, if you are, you know, doing the job search and also trying to create some type of business for yourself, um, 
mentally, it's very helpful. Uh, because oh yeah, sure. Because if if the if the job for yourself turns out to work out, then that takes the pressure of the job search off, and and you know, especially mm -hmm. when you have sales as a skill and a talent, um, that's so much of what's important for mostly small businesses, businesses starting out for sure. Um, totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And as having as someone having experience. What that perspective I think is is valuable. What um, what's your favorite thing about sales? I love building the relationships with people, with my clients. Okay. I mean, I I have clients that I still talk to from previous jobs. In mm -hmm. fact, my last job, uh, one of my well, not this last one, the one before mm -hmm. that I left for Canada, um, I went to one of my clients' weddings. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So, which was, I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah. And some other, you know, like baby showers and things like that. Um, and of course, to me, that is an incredible compliment right. to be thought of so highly, not just as a professional, right. but on a personal level too. Right. So right now you could work in Canada. You could work in the U.S. remotely. Correct. Um, what would you want to say to somebody out there who might be looking for you? Don't discount experience. Don't assume that because somebody has experience that the actual, I guess, salary, the money right. is the most important thing, as I sort of referred to before, right. um, despite having experience Folks my age in their 50s can definitely bring a fresh perspective. We have experience. We've seen things. Yeah. Okay. I also think, too, people in uh, over certain age groups uh, shorten the cycle quite a bit. Absolutely. Especially shortening the sales cycle is really important right now. Shortening the marketing cycle is really important right now. So, you know, everything needs to happen faster. And I do think older people can do that because we've had to do it. We've, we've had experience having to do that. And I think the younger, you know, when I was younger, I never thought of it that way. I always thought, you know, you have so much time, right? And I don't know where the mind shift happens, but I do think it's a, a, a big asset that older people bring to the table. Absolutely. And, you know, not all of us are looking to retire in two years, especially most of, now. Most of us aren't looking to retire at all. Absolutely not. How um, many of us are... In, probably save for a very small percentage of people. Most of us probably aren't in a position to retire with Even, the economy the uh, way it is. But I work with a lot of people that are, are in, in, in the position to retire and they don't even have an interest to do it, right? There's just something about our generation uh, where it's mm -hmm. not, it's a, you know, for whatever it is, we are not planning on retiring or quitting anytime soon. And that I think can be hard for the younger generation because then they're competing against us, you know? Yeah, I agree with that to a certain point. But again, I feel like companies find younger employees or younger prospects extremely appealing because they don't have to pay them as much. And they can kind of take that, I guess you could say that they kind of take them as like, 
a ball of clay and they can mold them into what they want. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely think that's a challenge with certain companies. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that they have to, you know, if they're going to make it through this, they have to have a mix of people in all generations working for them because they got to get the whole picture of the consumer and the whole picture of the, the worker, not just the, you know, I think companies that just focus on, you know, having 20 and 30 year olds are going to have a difficult time succeeding. I agree with you because not to mention, you know, these 28 and 30 year olds, despite the fact they might really like their job, they're always looking for more. Right. And perhaps they might want to go ahead and, you know, job hop a little bit. I don't think that that is the right. sort of taboo as it used to be when people used to stay at companies for decades, like yeah. 30 years. Yeah. It's I think, really a rarity now. I think you're right. I think that ship sailed uh, a long time ago. And I don't, I, I don't begrudge anybody that's job hopping. I, uh, but job hopping before the pandemic was one thing. Now it's going to be very difficult to job hop. Agreed. Um, because you're going to be, you know, you're, you're, again, there's more people looking for work than there's work, right? At this, at this uh, point. Yes, agreed, unfortunately. Well, so what, what would you like to uh, be your final kind of message to people out there in your scenario? My final message, I think, would be don't discount the experience. Think about what that can bring to your organization Perhaps you don't see it at this at this point. Perhaps you think you're doing just fine, but there's always room to improve. And folks that have experience, like myself, bring a fresh perspective. We've been around. We've seen things. We've experienced things. We've experienced things that haven't worked. We've experienced things that have been fantastic and have worked great. Yeah. So don't discount the experience. It's, it might be worth, well, no, it, it, it is worth paying a little more for right. that. That's right. Well, thank, I really appreciate you coming on. I apologize. We had to do it twice. That's okay. It's nope. been fun. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to not be perfect on this thing. Um, well, I'm just, I, I, I mean, you know, think about it though. I had to go through two sessions of you. I know. Dissing my school. Right. That's how, <laughs> that's, you should get a medal for that. I'll, I'll look in my mail. That's right. I'll, I'll we'll, send you, I'll DM will, you my address. When, when winter ends, we will send you a gift. Okay. Cause you know, no mail can be sent during winter. We wouldn't want to put anybody through that. <laughs> oh gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Roger. Thank you so much. Awesome.